The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network, the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hey folks, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase Item of the Week. If the Twitter toddler in the White House has you completely stressed out, head on over to BubbleGenius.com and pick up their exclusive Republican voodoo doll featuring the face and body of our cartoon dictator. This item is only available for a limited time, so get yours now. Only $25 at BubbleGenius.com, with a third of the proceeds going to support the campaigns of resistance candidates across the country. Plus, if you use our promo code BOBC at checkout, you'll get 15% off your entire order only at BubbleGenius.com. And now, let the cartoons begin. Says who? Broadcasting from resistance headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Oh, I need some more ether. I can still feel the movement of the emery board. Refresh out, sir. I'll get some more. Leave the reg. Excuse me, Mr. Burns. <gasps> Poppin' fresh, you glutinous little doughboy. <laughs> There's something I've wanted to do to you for years. <laughs> uh, Mr. Burns, uh, I uh, was wondering if you'd like to sponsor my bowling team for $500. Oh, I certainly, Poppin' fresh. I, I owe my robust physique to your tubes of triple-bleached goo. Woohoo! Hey, everybody! If you want to ask Burns for a favor, now's the time! He's doped up or dying or something! <laughs> Bob Seska. Eat shit, Bob. The Bob Seska Show. Says who? God damn it! It's one of those mornings. It's one of those crazy, insane mornings and it's not just it's not just because of the news it's because of some other things i'll get to that in just a second it is uh what the hell day is it Thir- thursday <laughs> january 11 2018 it is the bob seska show presented by bubblegenius.com hi how are you hi. hello bob hi rachel we are brought to you by the best soap in the world it's bubblegenius.com and uh let's see what else oh also by the bowen law group and attorney charles j bowen Go get free legal advice at thebowenlawgroup.com, right? That's all you got to do. If you need a lawyer, better call Bo and all that stuff. All right, it's Trump Crisis Day 357. Without any further ado, let's dive in. How about it, huh? Jody on the show. Jody Hamilton's here. That's what we're waiting for. Jody on the show. I'm going to talk with Stephanie. Not Not Stephanie. Yeah, no, it's me, Bob. Still a whore. But Stephanie is our favorite whore. Yeah. <laughs> With Bob. Okay, welcome to the With show, Bobby. Jody. Yeah. That's perfect. Okay, so I was just saying, Jody Hamilton, of course, is from the Stephanie Miller Show and the From the Bunker podcast, and of course, the lead singer of Guilt Lily. Oh, look at you. Yeah, there you Pushing go, right? the band. Look at that. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, look, I was just saying, it's been a, a chaotic morning, Jody, because uh, uh, we've been, I don't know if you... If you know this, but but Kimberly and I are moving back to the East Coast. Back East, yeah. yeah back East to, to the D.C. area. And this morning was just all kinds of chaos, which it's going to be this way between now and the end of February when we officially move. All kinds of chaos getting ready for this. And, and today we had the whole approval process from the place where we want to move, the the apartment complex. And, right. And, so, and that was all kinds of fun because that required uh, all kinds of uh, uh, voicemail and email and back and forth and people not being available and so it's just been it's been a few hours of me prepping for the show at the same time yanking my hair out by the roots and it's uh not not a fun time not a well as long as you grow one side of your hair super long (laughs) you can just whip it around like a hurricane at the top of your head you'll be fine right right that's exactly it i just uh that that big bald spot on the top of my head i could just loop it around there so (laughs) just uh, loop it around like a hurricane absolutely so uh a few things to do before we get to any uh, official business here jody is that uh, on tuesday's show i was comparing chuck grassley to a Warner Brothers cartoon character that I had remembered that makes seeing. Sense. The whole lot of lumps cartoon character. The one that says <laughs> not only does, does Chuck Grassley 
look like this cartoon character, but he sounds just like the cartoon character. And thanks to our intrepid, <coughs> excuse me. Do you need me to just go on without you? I'm fine. I just, <laughs> I, I think uh, I, I got some fake news in my throat or something like there that. There you go. I'm hoping to win a fakie. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Are we even nominated? We should be. I don't be. know. We, I think we should be. I absolutely do. I think uh, at the very least, Buzz Burbank should be uh, nominated. Absolutely, because his show actually has the word news in it. <laughs> that's right. So I was informed by our, our intrepid listeners that the character I was trying to think of the name of was, was Pete Puma. Do you remember Pete Puma? Yes. Was, oh my God. Yeah. So there was a there was an episode of uh, where there was a short cartoon, uh, a Merry Melodies cartoon, in which uh, Bugs Bunny is irritating Pete Puma, and we all know Pete Puma right now. A whole lot of lumps. That sounds <laughs> God. I don't know. When I hear Chuck Grassley, I just hear this. I got a little rabbit in this hole, <laughs> and I'm gonna catch the little rabbit and eat him up. <laughs> <laughs> That's. Am I crazy, I or does that sound? Like, I think it sounds like it just brought me back to my Ute. And uh, and of course, we have a, a sitting United States senator uh, in the Judiciary Committee. In fact, the chairman of the Judiciary Committee in the Senate, who sounds exactly like I got a little rabbit in this <laughs> like hole, this guy. and I'm gonna catch the little rabbit right. and eat him up. <laughs> Little, little, ra- <laughs> little rabbit's name Christopher Steele is the name of yeah. the rabbit. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so now that that's out of the way, I just wanted to clarify that. I, I got so many tweets and comments and emails and direct messages saying, "Pete Puma, Bob, it's Pete Puma." See, said, that's okay. why you're not going to win a fakey because you correct your mistake. <laughs> that's exactly right. And boy, did I, I! You know what? I made a doozy on Twitter yesterday. I had to do a correction on Twitter. I, I saw that. I liked it. Oh well, thank you because it was uh, it, quite embarrassing. I thought, you know, for the longest time, I thought it was the Washington Examiner that originally hired Fusion right. GPS to to pick up dirt on uh, Donald Trump, and it turns out it wasn't the Washington Examiner. Much to my chagrin, yesterday it was the Washington Free Beacon. So right. it, it, I, I, ha- I was half right. <laughs> I had the wa- <laughs> you had I, you at least had Washington there. I had the the Washington part right, which is uh, which is I guess the the most important part. But uh, <laughs> I yeah, but I had to go on uh, on Twitter yesterday and say, hey, you know what? Oops, I screwed up. I screwed up. And I, I can say this for myself: I'm always willing to do that. Unlike uh, our current president, <laughs> right? <laughs> Who's, where do we, you know what, where do we begin? I, I, you know, Jody, I went and uh, I horked a, uh, a slot machine from one of the old Trump casinos. I actually in, have in one in my house. Do you I really? have a slot machine. Yeah, my dad had it. It's old. It's from the uh, early 1900s. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, I've got one here and it's make-believe. There's nothing actually <laughs> here. It's just a sound on my soundboard. But I like to pretend that it's from Trump Tower. So let's, uh, let's spin the uh, uh, slot machine of insanity and see what news story we start out with. I'm going to pop a lever and here we go oh it's our libel laws isn't that exciting oh, yeah. libel libel laws well specifically it's donald trump uh yesterday in, in his uh cabinet meeting his first cabinet meeting of 2018 announced that uh he was going to be taking a look at our libel laws and uh and this is of course all to satisfy and protect donald trump right this is all this has nothing to do with actual libel laws or, or coming up with any new uh, solutions for other people or any new uh, uh, this is not an issue area that people are protesting about this is nothing <laughs> nothing is going on along these lines not th- even close all right so let's play uh, Donald Trump talking about libel laws yesterday and just note this again if you want to see something that's sort of telling especially knowing what we have heard about the White House staff right now about how they're in public showing a, a brave face and saying, you know, supporting their president, supporting their boss. But at the same time, privately, they're just <laughs> they're beside themselves in terms of how erratic and unstable and uninformed and childlike Donald Trump actually is. So if you watch this video of Donald Trump talking about libel laws uh, so you you look at the guys behind him, and they're they're grinning from ear to ear as soon as he brings up libel laws, right? Mm-hmm. Which tells me that they're either really in support of this idea, or they're like, oh, here he goes again. Here goes Grandpa. Grandpa is talking about <laughs> libel laws just so he can protect himself, protect his own ass. Because everything Donald right. Trump is doing, make no mistake, is about protecting his own ass. Every yeah. literally everything. <laughs> 
thing is so he can wiggle out of all of this. And we're going to get to the FISA vote today in in, in just a few minutes, which is right along those same lines. Is Donald Trump protecting his own ass with some screechy set of tweets and then then backpedaling on those same tweets when he discovered that he screwed it all up, that he that he shouldn't have been taking Fox and Friends literally that he should have probably listened to his chief of staff and I really of wish I produced Fox and Friends I would have so much fun oh god yeah just it's really amazing how much power they've acquired now yeah. by, by just being able to communicate to an audience of one and uh-huh. and basically get him to do and say anything as long as it's mm-hmm. on TV he's believing it Yep. <laughs> oh, Grandpa. All right, so here's Trump talking about libel laws yesterday. On a separate front, we are going to take a strong look at our country's libel laws. Libel laws. So that when somebody says something that says. is false and defamatory about someone, that person will have meaningful recourse in our courts. <laughs> if somebody says something that's totally false and knowingly false. About me that the person that has been (laughs) abused, defamed, libeled, Mm -hmm. will have meaningful recourse. Yeah. Our current libel laws are a shame. This is about Donald Trump wanting to sue Michael Wolff. That's from top to bottom. This has nothing to do with anything else. This has nothing to do with, oh, look at other people. The people want libel laws. Everyone's coming up to me and saying, Trump, when are you going to do libel laws? And a disgrace and do not represent... American values or American fairness. So we're going to take a strong look at that. Uh, we want fairness. Uh, yeah. You can't say things that are false, knowingly false. Uh, stop no, whining. Can. He's right. You can't say that. But still, he's ugh. Yeah. He's, 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 a, he's not only just a public figure, but he's a government official. Right. Therefore, the government can't stop me from... talking disparagingly about the government under the First Amendment. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly right. This is a First Amendment thing. And, And knowing what we know, again, about Donald Trump's motivation here... Trump needs to be able to go after Michael Wolf, and that's that's the Uh uh, beginning and end of this. I want him to. I want that lawsuit. I want him to be deposed. I mean, he doesn't know what he's opening himself up to. If he sues, he'll be deposed, and and that's just that's stupid. He's not going to sue. We know that. He he always threatens it and doesn't do it. And the the publisher went, "Oh, you want to sue? Fine, we're going to release it early." Yeah, yeah. Would love the discovery phase of that process where okay, now he's got to prove that what Michael Wolf said is untrue. Well, well, good Mm -hmm. luck. Good luck with that, Mr. They'll Trump. have to interview Pannon and, and Ivanka and all of these people under oath mm-hmm. that, that some are quoted, some are, you know, it's just his <laughs> idea of what they were saying or hearsay or whatever, but the, all these people are going to have to be deposed yeah. under oath. Does he really want to do that? I don't think so. Yeah. You know what? Do, you know who Donald Trump is? Donald Trump is uh, Saul Rosenberg from the Jerky Boys. That's what it yes. comes down to. He's, he's like, someone said very something very hurtful to me with their words. And with now their I, words. I, I'm, I have all my shoes. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Oh, I was hurt at work today. <laughs> yes. I'll have you speak to an attorney. Thank you. You're welcome. Hello. Hello, yes. I was hurt at work today. By okay. Michael Wolf. Can you come to see me? Well, listen to me. I was very hurt today. Yeah. Right. Now, my boss, he reprimanded me and said some very vicious things, and I'm very hurt about this. What do you mean hurt? You were hurt by his words, or you had an injury? I, well, I sustained an injury, but I was uh, initially hurt with his words. Yeah. Uh, That's a very, very sophisticated type of uh, case you have there. Uh, Can you come in to see me? Sure, but listen, he said bad, awful things, and I fell down the stairs, and my shoes fell off. (laughs) My shoes fell off. And I feel very hurt about this. Well, you may be, you mean you feel hurt, emotionally hurt. Very, very hurt. Did you injure your body as well? Well, my head was bashed apart. I suggested you come in to see me about it, we'll we'll file a claim for you. Okay, all right then. (laughs) Have my address, right? Sure I do. I'm in any day of the week between 10 a.m. and 3 p.m. Right, you know what it's like to be hurt. Well, of course I do. <laughs> and I hate that. Well, you have to come in to see me so we can file a claim for you. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you. Okay, bye. All right, there he goes. I yeah, that's that. uh, Saul so Rosenberg. Good. That is totally Trump. He fell down the stairs and his shoes fell off. Michael, they, and they Michael, hurt me. Michael Wolf said some very hurtful things to me, and it made me fall down the stairs and my shoes fell off. 
<laughs> Should I bring my shoes? Should I bring? I bring all my glasses and my shoes with me, so I have all them. of them. <laughs> I'm trying so to get, I have them exactly. I'm trying to do a hybrid voice, Jody, between Saul Rosenberg and Donald and Trump. Trump. And you know what? It's not that different. It <laughs> isn't. Really You're absolutely that. right. <laughs> Michael Wolf said I was like a child, and I'm not like a child. It was very hurtful. So I'm going to look at the libel laws. Oh, God, this buffoon. Well, then, the, if, if he does take a look at them and they somehow change, then Barack Obama, feel free to sue Donald Trump. <laughs> That's right. Oh, God, yeah. Donald Trump, who uses uh, Twitter like mm-hmm. Tony Montana uses cocaine. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what? I can see his nose in his phone. And then he expects that he's not going to be impacted by tightened libel laws himself. Right. You know, this is once again, it's it's the same old story with Donald Trump. Donald Trump tries to solve a problem by making the problem for himself far worse. I mean, mm-hmm. everything he does is the opposite of what he should be doing. And you know his lawyers with the Mueller thing are just trying to tackle him, figuring out how to, you know, don't... <laughs> We're not. We, we're going to try to get out of this, but please, <laughs> please, please, don't call him up. Ty, Ty, please, Ty Cobb made me fall down the stairs, and my shoes <laughs> fell off, and my hair was all messed up in my tie. Oh my god! I tripped over my tie, and my shoes fell off. Um, yeah, those. He has really small hands, so he can't catch himself <laughs> when he falls. He hits his head. All right, and well, that of course, talk about frivolous lawsuits. Uh, meanwhile. This guy, one of uh, one of Trump's actual lawyers, his personal lawyer, Michael Cohen. Right? Says who? That guy. Says who? Michael yeah. Cohen. Love this. Says who? Right? He is now, he is suing BuzzFeed because BuzzFeed published the, the Steele dossier. You know, I'm wondering, because- They're a year late and a dollar short. Yeah, they really, really are. But this is, again, a stupid, stupid move by, by mm-hmm. Michael Cohen. Says who? You know, and this is- Donald Trump. Okay, let's let's back up here a second. Donald Trump is supposed to be a multi-billionaire. If you believe right. what he says, and 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 he's clearly lying and exaggerating when it comes to his net worth, but he says that he's a multi-billionaire. Well, first of all, he's got this crazy Doctor Bornstein, who's his personal doctor. He's Love got that guy. He's got this nitwit Michael Cohen as his lawyer. Says who? That guy. He's got the worst clothes, and he's buying just for men off the shelf. <laughs> He's a billionaire. I mean, uh-huh. I, I, don't billionaires have access to better shit? I mean, really? Let's let's talk. Well, he about- loves McDonald's too. He loves fast yeah, food, which is weird. <laughs> I grew it. out of that a long time ago. Yeah, I, I mean, as someone who has billions of dollars, you know, Donald Trump, if he's got, if he's worth nine billion dollars or whatever he says, he could take a billion dollars and spend it on nothing but duplicating the recipe for McDonald's yeah. inside the White House. And he people would, will poison him, Bob. People will poison him. People will poison him, but he would still have eight billion dollars. Exactly. Jesus Christ. Exactly. <laughs> Unbe- okay. So, uh, so Michael Cohen is suing BuzzFeed for publishing the dossier. You know, I wonder if he's going to come after me because I did a reading of the dossier, and and which is available on our Patreon page and also at our Bandcamp page. Uh, well, better call better call your uh, lawyer guy. Y- yeah, Bo. better call Bo. Says who? Right? No. <laughs> um, so so there's so there's that too, and of course that's not going to go anywhere. And be and and the reason why Michael Cohen, among many other things, says who is so stupid, is because again, as we were talking about with regard to the libel laws. It's all about the discovery phase. Does Michael Cohen really want to go into uh, the details of the dossier and how Michael Cohen probably met with Russian operatives someplace in Europe? It says in the dossier it's Prague, but it's probably a different city. Michael Cohen was in Europe at the time of the the dossier reporting that he was in Prague, even though he wasn't. Po- he possibly wasn't in Prague, although he could have a second passport. That has right. the the Prague stamp in it, and the passport he showed on his Twitter on his Twitter feed mm-hmm. uh, didn't show a Prague passport. So we don't know. We don't know if he was there or not. But the fact of the matter is, is that he was there at the same time. He was right. within I don't know a quick you know puddle jumper flight over to Prague or, or train or yeah train, train whatever what have you right and yeah so all of this would come out in the context of 
a lawsuit against BuzzFeed looping in the details of the Steele dossier. And, and for example, Michael Cohen's other extensive contacts with uh, Dmitry Peskov. How many Sergeys and Dimitris and Vladimirs are there? Well, just on my list alone, and I've only got a partial list, I've got like 12 Sergeys, and I'm, I'm seeing at least two Dimitris. There's Dmitry Peskov, the press secretary under Putin, and there's right. also Dmitry Ryobolev, or Ryobolev, I can't even pronounce, I can't pronounce that last, Rybolev, Rybolev. I, 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 I applaud mean, you for trying. I really, really try. I mean, the, <laughs> I mean I'm mean, i really good, I mean, Rachel was talking about him last night, I'm really good at Oleg Deripaska, that's an easy one Ooh, to remember, he is the aluminum good. king of Russia. We love that. Right, and the other Dmitry I was just mentioning, uh, Dmitry Rybolev is the fertilizer king, king. Of, of Russia. Nice. Yeah, he was the guy. So, so there's the bullshit king and the tin can king. <laughs> yeah, right. R- Rybololev is the guy who bought that Palm Beach property for Trump ah. from Trump during the recession, during the collapse of the housing market, in which Trump made something like a ninety million dollar profit on that a that money laundering scheme. Yeah, yeah, right on that house that was riddled with mold, as uh, as mm-hmm. Jackie Schechner was telling us last week. It was filled with mold. It was unlivable. He never moved in, and Trump made this huge profit. This guy paid way, way overpaid, allegedly because. He was trying to uh, hide his finances from his estranged wife. Ah, uh, sure. But of course, everyone looking at this goes, oh yeah, this is a payoff. This is absolutely a payoff somehow. This is a, all part of a money laundering scheme uh, between Trump and some of these oligarchs and some of these uh, uh, Russian banks and so on. Uh, we st- I know Rachel last night was also covering the uh, linkage between... Uh, oh yeah, well this is a whole other story. The linkage between... Alpha Bank and Trump Tower, the server communications between those right. two locations and how the guy who was in charge of defending Russia was nominated to this post at the State Department. I mean, it's just insane how obvious all of this stuff is becoming. And we have yet another story along those lines uh, still to come this morning with regard to the U.S. attorney appointment in the Southern District yeah. of New York. That's not good. So that's a that's a whole other thing. But before we get ahead of ourselves here, there's also Trump yesterday uh, in this uh, joint press conference with the prime minister of Norway, of, of Norland. I and watched that and I, I just did blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then she spoke and then blah, 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 blah. No collusion, no collusion, no collusion, <laughs> no right. collusion, no collusion. It was just gibberish, 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 no collusion, no collusion, gibberish, yes. gibberish, gibberish, no collusion. My shoes fell off, no collusion. <laughs> Okay, so uh, here is Donald Trump talking about how there was no collusion, and this will lead us into, I think, a pretty important aspect of Donald Trump's, at least his public defense of the, uh, in the Russia uh, scandal, the Russia attack. Legal team, sources have told us, believe... Uh, this is John Roberts from Fox News Channel. Fox News Channel asking a question here. That in the next few weeks, the special counsel, Robert Mueller, will ask for some sort of an interview with you, your legal team believes, as part of wrapping up his investigation. Are you open to meeting with him? Would you be willing to meet with him without condition, or would you demand that a strict set of parameters be placed around any encounter between you and the special counsel? Well, again, John, uh, there has been no collusion between (laughs) the Trump campaign and Russians, or Trump Trump. and Russians. No collusion. Uh, When I watch you interviewing all the people leaving their committees, I mean, the the Democrats are all running for office, and they're trying to say this, that, but bottom line, they all say there's no collusion. And and there is no collusion. (laughs) And when you talk about interviews, uh, Hillary Clinton had an interview where she wasn't sworn in. She wasn't given the oath. They didn't take notes. They didn't record. And it was done on the 4th of July weekend. Uh, That's perhaps ridiculous and a lot of people looked upon that as being uh, a very serious breach and it really was but again i'll speak to attorneys i can only say this there was absolutely no collusion everybody knows it every committee i've been in office now for 11 months for 11 months they've had this phony cloud over this administration over our government and it has hurt our government it does hurt our government it's a Democrat hoax no, it's that was not. brought up as an excuse for losing an election <laughs> oh my God. that, frankly, the Democrats should have won because they have such a tremendous advantage no. in the Electoral no. College. The electoral so it was brought up for that no. reason. 
But it has been determined that there is no collusion <laughs> and by no virtually collusion. everybody. People. So we'll see people. what happens. Other people are saying. We'll see what happens. I mean, certainly I'll see what happens. But uh, when they have no collusion and nobody's found oh any God. collusion at any level, oh uh, it seems unlikely that you'd even have an interview. By the way, there was no collusion. Just By the way, there was no collusion, just in case I haven't said that 100,000 times today. Hello? Did you get that? I <laughs> is this thing on? <laughs> is this thing on? No collusion. And then he goes into the whole thing about the Electoral College. He doesn't know anything about the Electoral College. I mean, since when do the Democrats have an advantage in the Electoral College? They don't. I mean, ask George W. Bush, who has an advantage in the Electoral College. Thank you. Uh, Okay, and then look at the uh, electoral results from places like Florida and Ohio Mm -hmm. uh, to find out who's got an advantage. It's it's basically a toss-up. That's why they call them toss-up states, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And then meanwhile, so he's talking about uh, everybody knows there's no collusion, including the Democrats. He, uh, no, I think they it, don't. It's either in this clip or it's in a separate clip. He talks about how the Democrats don't uh, say there's no collusion, too, which is bullshit. The, right. Okay, so you know where he's getting this, Jody? You know where this is coming from, this Democrats say there's no collusion, too? Ducey? He's not getting it from Ducey. Believe it or not, it could be from Ducey. It could be funneled through Fox News Channel, but there's another source that reported that the Democrats are saying there's no collusion. And that source is a a reporter by the name of Glenn Greenwald. Oh, are you kidding me? Yeah, Glenn Greenwald. I'm so sick of him. Yeah, back in March of 2017, which is almost a year ago. Let's say 10 months ago. Uh, Glenn Greenwald published an article, one of his ongoing articles in which he uh, just like jabs Rachel Maddow every chance he gets. Right. And this one was about how the Democrats, the Democrats uh, think that there's no collusion. So you look at this headline uh, from Glenn Greenwald. Let's see what the, what, what was the headline? Um, Key Democratic officials now warning base not to expect evidence of Trump Russia collusion. So uh, who? Who is he talking about? I don't know. Did he talk to Adam Schiff? Because I don't think Adam Schiff agrees with that. No, he didn't talk to Adam Schiff. Nope. Not Adam Schiff. <laughs> Try again. No. Uh, who's on the Who's on the Senate? Uh, Diane Feinstein? Did he talk to her? Uh, nope. 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 Not Diane Feinstein. Uh, was it uh, Was it uh, Congressman Swalwell? No. Nope. Not that Nancy Pelosi. Nope. No. Not nope. Nancy Pelosi. Was it Michael Moore? No. Rachel nope. Maddow. No. Uh, who the hell was it? It was it. Uh, it's uh, Steny Hoyer. Joe Kennedy. <laughs> Start Good naming, Lord. Start naming Democrats. Uh, yeah, just, just name all of them. <laughs> none of these Democrats have said anything that uh, along the lines of that there was no collusion. It was Maxine Waters. I'm just going to put it on her. It was uh, not Maxine. <laughs> no, not Maxine Waters either. You know who it was? You know the three uh, uh, people that Glenn Greenwald cited in this article? First of all, it was former acting CIA chief Mike Morrell under Barack Obama, who said at one point, that uh, we see uh, we see a lot of f- smoke here, but there's no fire. This, again, yet. this was bad. Yeah, yet. yeah, it exactly was months right. ago. Right. This and this was again over a year ago. Imagine all the things that we know of now, including the Don Jr., Paul Manafort, Jared Kushner meeting at Trump Tower with uh, Natalia Veselnitskaya and Renat Akhmetchin and all of these. Uh, there you are with of, those names again. I'm pretty damn good. I'm getting You're better, good. better and better at the Russian Soon names. Soon you can move to Mother Russia. <laughs> That's right. I'll just use those names as my way of communicating. <laughs> Uh, instead of actual words. But uh, so lots of things have happened. Basically, I I mean, if you were to actually chart it, I mean, some of these stories have come out by the hour, you know, Mm -hmm. between then and now. So where there was once just smoke, we've seen in the last 10 months in the interim since Greenwald wrote this piece, all kinds of fire. And even there was fire happening prior to that as well. I mean, the intelligence community was looking directly at Donald Trump's involvement, the Trump campaign's involvement, things going on inside the transition uh, prior to Greenwald's article, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, the other Democrat that Greenwald mentions here is James Clapper, the former director of national intelligence. And and Clapper, you may or may not remember, is a guy who Glenn Greenwald is constantly questioning as being a liar. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, this is the only time that Glenn Greenwald takes something that James Clapper said 
literally literally this is not greenwald doubting james clapper like he normally does accusing james clapper of lying this is greenwald saying hey look james clapper said something let's all believe james clapper see how contradictory that is yeah Mm -hmm. but it was of course uh james clapper saying on meet the press this is the quote that uh that greenwald cites and again this is from uh, 10 months ago plus we have no evidence of such collusion is what james clapper said at the time at the uh, time. Yeah. So we're, yeah, that was it. And then there are some anonymous uh, sources uh, from the Senate Intelligence Committee who said something to BuzzFeed about, uh, but, but that was only after several briefings and pr- preliminary inquiries. And so that was that. that those are the, the extent of Greenwald's sources for this piece in which he says that key Democrats say there was no collusion. So this is most likely, and I scoured the internet for other official reporting of uh, Democrats saying there's no collusion, and this is the extent of it. And so you couple that with Glenn Greenwald going on Fox News Channel all the time and talking about this and other stories related to Russia, because, you know, of course, Fox News Channel would love to book liberals on their air. I mean, Greenwald, we don't know what the hell, Greenwald's a left libertarian or whatever you want to call it, but he identifies as, yeah, he identifies as a progressive. So Fox News Channel wants to bend over backwards and get as many progressives on their air to say that there was no collusion. That's an obvious uh, tactic to use. And then, of course, Trump sees that, or he's actually handed bullet points from the article, from Greenwald's article, and that's that's where he ends up getting the idea that Democrats say there's no collusion. This is how the lie forms. He's using incorrect information uh, and exploiting that uh, very, very, I, I won't say necessarily incorrect, I would say specious evidence. Very, very, that's a good word. Thank you very much. Uh, this is just uh, more concocting of a lie, and I think I've pretty well deconstructed Trump's lie on this one. So this is this yes, is where he's getting yeah this is where he's getting the whole Democrats thing. The Democrats say there's no, no collusion. It's just so obvious and so stupid. It didn't take me long to figure this out. Well, and the thing is, is collusion is not illegal. It's the conspiracy that I'm concerned about. That's right. That's right. And that's that's the other thing in all of this is that uh, you know he also heard Alan Dershowitz on Fox News Channel oh, say, God. The, "What is wrong with Alan Dershowitz right now? What is going on with?" I him? don't know. I mean, a lot. There are a lot of people who are making some. Uh, making some green on this as far as defending Trump. And Dershowitz is just, Dershowitz goes the way the wind blows. And if he thinks that he can get some sort of, uh, if he can increase his Q score or whatever uh, by defending Trump, then that's what he's going to do. That's what he's all about. So, uh, but yeah, so this is just uh, a matter of Trump looking at Alan Dershowitz, who says, well, the collusion isn't a crime. And of course, there is no statute about the word collusion. You know, where there's some sort of collusion is just a shorthand for saying criminal conspiracy. Exactly. And that's the law. So Trump might be going off and saying, well, collusion isn't even a crime, which he actually did yesterday. Collusion is not a crime. Well, yeah, it's not literally, but that's just the colloquial version of what the actual thing is. Well, and Paul Manafort was charged with conspiracy against the United States. That's exactly right. Yep. So, uh, lots more to talk about on this front. Got to talk about the DACA situation, uh, which uh, which is entertaining. <laughs> entertaining for once. It's not so tragic. It's just Trump being stupid and Trump getting his uh, his stupid hair handed back to him with a, by another federal judge. Okay. This music says it's time to talk about uh, our Patreon page. All right, listen up. Doing a huge push for our Patreon page, which we've been doing now, Jody, for uh, a few months, because my goal is to bring in enough new subscribers to add a big Wednesday show to the lineup. Woohoo! This will allow us to bring in uh, uh, more guest co-hosts. I want to bring in David Ferguson more often. I want to bring in Jen Kirkman more often, and having a Wednesday show will allow us to do that. Plus, we'll be able to keep up with the ongoing uh, uh, Trump tennis ball machine, which is just constantly flogging us with awfulness by the damn day. It's just getting... It's tiring. Yeah, I mean, now I've actually had to wheel out the slot machine of insanity in order to cover all this (laughs) crap, not knowing where to begin, because it's just an ongoing uh, assault by... There there it is. There's the tennis ball machine. Um, 
So, if we add a Wednesday show, we'll be able to do that. If everyone listening right now signed up for just $1 per month, $1, we'd far exceed our goal. Also, let's talk about subscribing, though, for $15 a month. That's our top level. That's just $1.88 per show. So, in addition to the free Tuesday and Thursday shows, you'll get two postmortem shows per week, plus the uh, Friday after party every week with Kimberly Johnson and my exclusive reading of the Steel Dossier, right? And that's all for free. Plus, we'll take out all the commercials from the free shows, too, but only if you sign up at $15 a month. Just go to bobseska.com, click the all-caps Patreon link just beneath the logo at the top of the page, and please go do it. Tell all your friends. The Bob Seska Show. Seska Show, presented mm-hmm. by BubbleGenius.com. Says who? I said it. Buzz, Buzz said it just right there, right there. I said it. Okay, so uh, uh, lots more to get to today. Oh, by the way, our uh, Amazon link is back. If you haven't, uh, if you haven't noticed, the Amazon link is back just beneath the logo at BobSeska.com. Use that link to take your, yourself right to the front page of Amazon.com. You go shopping as normal. But we get paid a small commission from uh, just about everything you buy. You can get Fire and Fury there. Exactly. You can go buy your copy of Fire and Fury through our Amazon link. Thank you very much there for that. There you go. Right? And so uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say anything else about the Amazon link because I'll get my. La, 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 la. We didn't la, la, hear la, la. that. That's it. That's it. That's all of it. That's the Go use the Amazon. Go shopping through our Amazon link because uh, Amazon has everything. Okay. So Bob said so. That's exactly right. All right, so moving along here, uh, Trump's DACA repeal has been blocked by the Ninth Circuit. Yay! And, and once again, this is, uh, this is another case where Trump has screwed himself. Make no mistake. This is, uh, this is Trump doing something stupid and getting, uh, getting called out for it by, uh, by, in this case, a judge. A uh, federal judge in California ruled on Tuesday that the Trump administration's move to wind down President Barack Obama's DACA program was done improperly. Wow, what a shock. What what a shock by this group of ultra-competent politicians. Uh, It's amazing that they would make a mistake like this. But it was done improperly and that those undocumented immigrants who already had benefits under DACA could continue to renew them. This is fantastic. In his ruling, Judge William Alsup cited a number of sources that backed his decision, including President Donald Trump's own tweets on the issue. Needs, I, I, you know his, his lawyers and everybody is like, just stop it. You're ruining everything. <laughs> I know. Just shut up. Shut up. Hey, this is, goes back to something uh, uh, Buzz and I were talking about on Tuesday, Jody, which is that, thank goodness, there isn't someone who's as evil as Trump but actually no competent kidding. at doing it. You know what I mean? Or, uh, a President Underwood, exactly. I mean, uh, yeah. thank God he is not smart. Yeah, exactly. President Underwood, that's a perfect example. Someone who is is evil and crooked and corrupt but who's actually competent at doing mm-hmm. those things. I mean, we're so lucky insofar as, and, and God, I, I, I hesitate to say so lucky, but we're more fortunate than we would be. Let's put it that Absolutely. way. Uh, the fact that Trump is so colossally incompetent on just about everything. Uh, we continue here in a section of his opinion dealing with public interest factors. Judge Alsup, getting a little snarky, wrote, Quote, we seem to be in the unusual position wherein the ultimate authority over the agency, the chief executive, publicly favors the very program the agency has ended, noting that President Trump's own expressed support for dreamers. Specifically, the judge quoted a September tweet where Trump said, does anybody really want to throw out good, educated and accomplished young people who have jobs, some serving in the military? Really? That was an actual Trump tweet right there. Right wow. there. Oop. Oh, sh- shoot. That wasn't supposed I pressed the... God, I'm having button problems today. So, it's, so, it, right. Mine's bigger than yours, though, Bob. <laughs> I, I heard that. I heard that. But, uh, but nevertheless, so that, there it is. That tr- Trump once again screwing himself because he can't keep his goddamn yapper shut. 
not a not a shock at all so that is uh that is great news especially for dreamers and especially you know there's always the advantage now whenever we see something happen that's that's good news for people in general it also turns out to be bad news for trump which is which makes it extra sweet doesn't it wrong makes me like it when he doesn't get his way and his little baby hands have to pound on something (laughs) right and so now we have speaking of baby hands and pounding on something the democrats are set to introduce the a law called the stable genius act i'm smart and i want respect i can't wait for that this is real it's requiring presidential candidates to take a mental exam a Democrat, uh, hey, I support that completely. A Democratic lawmaker says that he'll introduce legislation that would require presidential candidates to undergo a mental health examination following a tweet from President Trump in which he praised himself as a stable genius. God damn it. Representative Brendan Boyle's office said in a press release that the Pennsylvania Democrat would introduce the Stable Genius Act in the House on Tuesday. Okay, so this has already been introduced. The act would require all presidential candidates to file a Federal Election Commission's report, quote, certifying that he or she has undergone medical examination by the medical office under the jurisdiction of the Secretary of the Navy. Wow. So you can't go to your kooky Simpsons doctor (laughs) <laughs> and get a fake health report and then submit Hi, everybody. That. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> right. And, and submit that as, as being your actual uh, physical condition. All right. So, so th- that's that. And uh, the act will require, okay. See, but I also think they should add, I, th- I think they should add another test to the, uh, to this law, which is that because they've, they're, basically they're talking about the stable part right the part the stable right. part of stable genius what they need to address too is the genius part <laughs> which to me requires i think every presidential candidate and of course it has to be carefully proctored by independent analysts uh, non-partisan analysts maybe someone who's not going to be political about it but it has to be a test the test i think they should give presidential candidates uh which if they fail they would be disqualified from running is just the, the same test that uh, uh, new citizens Citizens, take. yeah. Yeah, the, the citizenship, citizenship test. test. Absolutely, I agree. I, I think presidential candidates should at least be able to answer those questions in order to run. And yeah, basic civics, basic. Exactly right. And of course, cheating would be disqualifying. Uh, right. You can't take the test. It's not a take-home exam. <laughs> it's not an open book exam. This would have to be something that was done in a very official, perhaps even televised way. So you can, you know how they uh, actually have, they have B-roll footage of presidential candidates going to their polling place and voting. Right. You do the same thing with the, uh, the citizenship exam. You know, every presidential candidate from the two major parties has to go in or from any major anyone running for president of the United States has to take this exam. I mean, it should be part of the process when you're gathering the uh, the the petition to uh, to to run in the first place. So you you have to get names on a petition. I I forget how many names you have to uh, accumulate 50,000 or something like that in order to officially run. On top of that, in order to be certified as a presidential candidate, you have to go and you have to take this this test and you have to... I think you should ha- at least have a C average on the test. Yeah, I, it, 70%. Yeah, I, that, that seems like a good idea because, you know, I mean, certain people are better adept at certain things than other things uh, with regards to the civics of this country. But I agree with you. I mean, just basic understanding of how this country is run. That's a good idea. Yeah, and I think if Trump is uh, is self-identifying as such a great uh, and, and fantastic stable genius, that maybe he should take the test now. Wrong. Maybe I think that he should just have to sing the national anthem. <laughs> Wasn't that fantastic? Oh my god! I don't know. You know, I don't know which uh, viral video is funnier though. Either it's Peter Serafinowicz's sassy Trump singing the anthem, <laughs> or if it's the bad lip reading version they're of, both fantastic they're just so great and you know what again this is a guy who spent the last six months tormenting and stirring up all kinds of unnecessary controversy around the national anthem and then of course mm-hmm. he gets there and he's he clearly doesn't know the words he doesn't he's only partially singing along with it plus the other thing is he can't donald trump cannot stand still 
He's like a little kid. He's he like gets a, fidgety. Exactly right. He's a fidgety little toddler is what he is. And and of course, he's standing there. He's got his hand on his heart, which I don't know when this started. I didn't know you were supposed to put your hand on your heart for the anthem. I thought that was only the pledge with the hand on the heart thing. I thought the yeah, anthem... Yeah, I don't remember that either. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just... Uh, Jody, I thought the, the, the anthem was just you have to remain standing and take your hat off. And that's what, yeah. that's what you do. But now the hand has to be over the heart. So Trump is standing there with his hand over his heart and he's and he's moving his hand. He can't stop like grabbing his own tit. It's like he's like he's <laughs> squeezing his boob and like massaging it, maybe checking for some lumps, tweaking his nipple a little bit. <laughs> he, and, then, and then he's like it's like swaying back and forth, like twisting mm-hmm. like he's doing the twist and he's moving back and forth and he's forgetting the words. And uh, well, of course the left we all call him out. We all make fun of him, but it's not it's not even a real thing. I mean, you would think like Colin Kaepernick or something would go, "Okay, oh come on. Come, do you see this people?" I mean, if I was Colin Kaepernick, I'd be like, "What the fuck is go- this guy mm-hmm. has been yelling at us and 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 can't even he doesn't even know the words? What the mm-hmm. fuck?" You know, it's just like if I were one of these football players taking a knee, God damn it. I'd be screaming that all day. Yep. It's a fantastic, fantastic example of Trump's uh, just disgusting, disgusting contradictions and hypocrisy. One thing after another. We, we, we don't need any more examples. I think we're pretty, pretty full at this point when it comes <laughs> to that shit. I'm just so sick and tired of it. So, all right, uh, Jody, let's talk about uh, we're going to talk about uh, some Trump Russia stupid Watergate here uh, and, and some news about Fusion GPS. This is fascinating. This is, of course, on the Rachel Maddow show last night. We're going to get to that right after one last break. Uh, We'll be back right after this. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Yes, it is. Welcome back to the show. We're here with Jody Hamilton today. Jody is from the From the Bunker podcast. That's at from-the-bunker.com, right? Look at you. You got it. <laughs> you know, whenever I hear uh, whenever I hear Motley Crue, for some reason, I, I flash right to your husband, Lonnie. <laughs> I just, hey, did I, you hear Fast Eddie died from uh, Motorhead? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. You know what? I did see that. Somehow I managed to pick up that bit of information. Too bad. Well, safe home, fast Eddie. He was from young, Motorhead. too. He was yeah. only 57. Oh, my God. Really? Well, you know what? Knowing their uh, their lifestyle, probably not all that shocking. True, I would think. but yeah. Lemmy lived till he was like 70-something. Yeah. He outlived well, Bowie. Lemmy was 98 when he died, <laughs> which is amazing considering the way he lived, too. So, uh, so nevertheless, uh, yeah, I always think of Lonnie could totally be like he could step right into Motley Crue and, and no one no one would know any difference. It's like, oh, of course, he should be in Motley Crue. That, that makes total sense, that guy. Uh, I'm sure he would have no problems if they asked him. There you go. Any new uh, dates, by the way, on uh, Guilt Lily? Are you you performing again soon? No, we. I mean, we really just did it for to raise money for my sister's foundation. Oh, I see. Um, so that's that's kind of over now. You're not gonna. Yeah. Be... Well, I mean, I told the guys. I said, if there's another charity and you guys want to do something, fine. But you know, I'm 50. We're not getting a record deal. <laughs> that's right. All I'm right. the baby in the band, and I'm 50. <laughs> you're not. You're not recording demo tapes in the garage and no, right? oh, no. no, and then bouncing eight track to sixteen track, you know, <laughs> from the four track. Oh God, I remember doing that. I used to have an eight track to cassette 
uh, mixing console. I used to. Nice. It was a Tascam made thing. This thing. Uh, Tascam was great. They yeah, were great for that. It was back before digital. If there had been digital, if there had been the internet when I was in college, if there had been digital recording when I was in college, oh, forget about never it. Never would have graduated. Never, ever, <laughs> ever, ever. Okay. Uh, so uh, Rachel had this uh, this brief note on Fusion GPS last night, which I thought was utterly fascinating. Um, it's possible. That Fusion GPS is continuing to gather Russian dirt on Donald Trump. (gasps) This is amazing news, right? Because in this transcript, in the Fusion GPS transcript. Thank you, uh, Senator Feinstein. Thank you, Senator. Yeah, exactly right. DiFi, well done. Um, In this transcript, Fusion GPS, Glenn Simpson says, uh, we're done. This is all the information there is on this engagement. Ooh. Dot dot dot. <laughs> as dun, if to dun, say, dun. as you right, right, exactly. I forgot this note. Uh, <laughs> but but that implies or that suggests that there is continued engagement or a second engagement or further engagement with possibly some other uh, some other outfit. Uh, you know, furnishing the bill, furnishing the financing for all of this. There might be some other group that's come in and said, okay, we want to hire you and Mr. Steele to continue to gather all of this information. It, who knows? I mean, I don't know if there's a, if the FBI does any contract work, but I, I doubt it. I doubt, <laughs> I doubt their client is the FBI. Uh, right. But I mean, at this point, I, I don't discount anything. Anything's possible in this uh, crazy, kooky Trump world that we live in now. So, uh, but suffice to say, the bottom line is that uh, that Fusion GPS's work continues, or possibly continues, uh, with regard to Donald Trump. So we'll wait and see uh, on that. Meanwhile. This is another fascinating uh, bit of information that we learned uh, on Stupid Watergate this week. Mueller has now added a veteran cyber prosecutor to his team. I know. I love that. And what's so great about this, this happened back in November. So this is the beginning. This is the beginning of a prosecution having to do uh, an investigation and prosecution having to do specifically with the use of cyber weapons to attack X, Y, and Z. Probably, mm-hmm. most likely, the DNC and John Podesta, and and of course we have all of the uh, the things going on uh, with regard to fake news and bots and so on. But that's that's secondary, I think, to the whole idea of hacking because this prosecutor that's been brought on by Mueller, and again, this was back in November, but it's only being reported now. This right. prosecutor is named Ryan Dickey, and that is I, his, I love his name. That is real name. That's his real. Love that's it. that's not his wacky radio name. That's not his. You m- dick. <laughs> you dick. That's right. You dick. You dick. Uh, so <laughs> Ryan Dickey is the guy who prosecuted the first Guccifer. Oh, if you remember, we the the, the Russian f- hacking front for the Russian military, the GRU, is known as Guccifer 2.0. Right. And what that is, is that's merely Russian military, the Russian military intelligence, the GRU, uh, borrowing the name of Guccifer from the original Guccifer, who's from Romania, and who was responsible for uh, uh, hacking numerous people, including George or w- w- one of the Bush family members? This is where we got right. George W. Bush's crazy Wes Anderson paintings. His right, his right, right. Cr- criterion collection covers of the Royal Tenenbaums. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> Bush's paintings just look like Wes Anderson paintings for some reason. I don't know why, but uh, regardless, so we got all kinds of uh, of uh, of news about hacking by the original Guccifer, and Ryan Dickey is the guy who helped to prosecute that that Guccifer, and so that's that's the connection here. So this is a world class prosecutor when it comes to going after malicious hackers, and so now that's that's all part of the Mueller team. Surprised that hasn't. You know, I, I, and of course, Rachel was speculating. She didn't really have any. She just wanted to throw it out there, which is what she normally does. Like, I'm just giving you this information. Draw your own conclusions. Right. Um, she had no specific conclusion on this because we, we don't know why it's been this long. Because you would think one of the first one of the first kinds of prosecutors Mueller would bring in, given that this all began with the hacking of the DNC, really, uh, as far as the actual active measures go. 
Uh, you would think that that a cyber prosecutor would be the first person that Mueller brings on, but this is only a recent development. So, uh, not only do we have all of that to uh, to chew on now, we also have the fact that clearly Donald Trump has, is being lied to by his lawyers, by Sekolo, Dowd, and Cobb, uh, because it, we we learned uh, right before the holidays that. <laughs> Trump thinks that the whole Russia investigation is going to be done. The Mueller special counsel office is going to be done by the end of the holidays, and which mm-hmm. it's clearly not. It's going to yeah. keep going and going and going and going. They're just trying to placate him so he doesn't throw a fit. Yeah, that's exactly right. They're just trying to keep the child under control. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what it is, Jody. I mean, that's a really good insight because we're seeing that more and more often and it's being uh, proved by the uh, Fire and Fury book and some of the other things that we've been learning that all everyone around Donald Trump basically just treats him like a child. You have to talk to Donald Trump like a child. And that is so utterly terrifying. It is. Um, it's the emperor has no clothes. It's that guy. He's like, you know, the kid is going to point it out at some point. But, you know, hey, he's got no clothes. But it's it's just like everybody's terrified of him. And I'm sorry, but we should get him out. We shouldn't be terrified to say the truth to him because it's important. And he needs to step away. Just walk away. But but if, if anyone offends him with their words, he's going to sue them. And then, then he's going to fall. their shoes. And he's going to fall down the stairs and his shoes are going to fall off. <laughs> Um, okay, so th- this other uh, development happening uh, with, uh, uh, well, it's, it's tangentially linked to Russia. It involves Deutsche Bank, mm-hmm. which is this, uh, this German bank that's notorious for money laundering, being a money laundering front, has been investigated time and time again. And, and we learned uh, this week that Jeff Sessions and Donald Trump have decided to Replace Preet Bharara. You remember Preet Bharara was fired. I do about remember him. I follow him on the Twitter. Yeah, me too. Just a little more. Than, and he's also got a pretty good podcast. So go listen to Preet Bharara's mm. podcast. But uh, uh, so Preet Bharara was fired just about a year ago. And they've had an interim. They've had the deputy take over in that spot as the rules dictate uh, for the past year. And they had 300 days in which to replace all of these U.S. attorneys that were fired by Trump and Sessions. And so the 300 days expire and suddenly Sessions goes, oh, shit, I've got to put someone in there. We've got to get a bunch. We've got to get a bunch of U.S. attorneys in these posts. Well, let's go. And so the, the person they, they designated to take over for Preet Bharara's post in the Southern District of New York is a guy named Jeffrey Berman or Joffrey, Joffrey Berman, Joffrey. who is uh, uh, Rudy Giuliani's business partner. And he uh, was appointed by uh, Trump to be this uh, interim U.S. attorney last week. And he's got long-lasting business ties to German bank, Deutsche Bank. Shock. I'm shocked, Bob. I'm shocked. A decade ago, Berman was brought in to do legal work for Deutsche Bank when Robert Kuzumai, I'm just guessing on that pronunciation, Kuzumai, was its general counsel in the U.S., according to three people familiar with the matter. Now that Berman has been tapped for the Southern District of New York, Kuzumai has become his deputy. So two people, two guys who worked for, uh, under contract for Deutsche Bank are now being inserted into the Southern District of New York, which happens to include Trump Tower and the goddamn Trump, uh, Trump organization. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so that's, that's that. And, and uh, you know, the, the, the good news is in all of this is uh, Kirsten Gillibrand is filing a blue slip which is a a hold on these nominees so she Good. is she is going to uh basically kill these nominees because they have to, they're senate confirmable so they have to be there right. has to be hearings and they have to be confirmed in the senate and, the, and, the, and and through the judiciary committee at that and that goes back to uh our friend uh chuck grasshole i got a little rabbit in this hole <laughs> and i'm gonna catch the little rabbit and eat him up yeah. Senator Chuck Grassley right there, ladies and gentlemen. There he is. Uh, so Chuck Grassley has said, and, and maybe we shouldn't have made fun of him just then, because Chuck Grassley is actually going to honor Gillibrand's blue slip, which means Good. that Berman and Kuzumai have been blocked. So they will not become U.S. As far as I know, they will not become U.S. attorneys for the Southern District of New York. That is good news. Very, very good news. Okay, so I think on that note, we'll... 
We'll start to wrap up a little bit. I know you've got uh, got a place to go, and in fact, you're wearing yeah, a, I'm in uh, an evening gown and everything right now. You're wearing a lovely evening gown. I can't see it, so I you can't because normally I'm naked um, doing your show. <laughs> you too. I always do the show naked. See? That's like the rule, isn't it? That we all have to do the show totally. naked. That's the best way to do the show. Yeah, today I had to wear this outfit. So that that sounds exciting. If it's if you're wearing an evening gown, it's got to be like a uh, a. It's swanky. the Critics' Choice Awards. Oh, the Critics' Choice Awards. Okay, sounds great. Where is that? Like at the Directors Guild uh, or something? No, what it's in Santa about? Monica in a hangar. Oh. Oh, okay. So, is it going to be like a thousand degrees in that hangar, or is it? Um, no, it's nice out today, so it shouldn't be too warm in there. Oh, okay. Well, thank God. Thank God for that. Yeah. I don't need to schwitz any more than I already do. <laughs> All right. So, suffice to say, we got to wrap up the show at this point. We're going to do a uh, a briefer than normal post mortem show as well. That's coming up right after this music is done playing. So. If you're signed up at $15 a month on Patreon, all you got to do is download the commercial-free version of the show, and you get everything in one file. The commercial-free version of the free show, and then that bleeds seamlessly into uh, into the post-mortem show, right after the uh, the credits roll, as they say. It's, it's our a po- bargain at twice the price. <laughs> exactly right. So... Uh... Uh, by the way, if you want, to, you can sign up for lesser amounts than just fifteen dollars. You can sign up at ten dollars a month, and that'll get you two postmortem shows a week plus the after party. Uh, you can sign up at five dollars a month, and that gets you two postmortem shows. So that's pretty cool. Or if you just want to support the show, one dollar a month will do, and we will love you a long time for that. That'll be uh, <laughs> that'll be fantastic. So a few more things to talk about on the uh, the postmortem show coming up here. I want to get to. Uh, uh, some some stuff about the midterms. That's getting more and more important. Remember, we're 298 days until the 2018 midterms. 298 days. That's not a lot. Get your friends, get your family members, everyone, get them registered and drive them to their goddamn polling place. Whatever you have to do. As Michael Moore is saying, everybody off the bench. It's all hands on deck. Everyone's got to vote. This We have to overwhelm the polls because we're dealing with voter suppression, gerrymandering, Russian interference... Uh, all kinds of horrible crap that uh, it's going to be difficult to overcome, but I think we can do it. So there's hope still. Jody, thanks so much. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thank you, Bob. All right. Good luck. Good luck at the Critics' Choice Awards. Bye-bye. <laughs>